Hi, I'm Shelly Reeves, and you're listening to ADA Live. Yo. Hi, let's roll. Let's go. Hello, everyone. On behalf of the Southeast ADA Center, the Burton Blatt Institute at Syracuse University, and the ADA National Network, welcome to ADA Live. I am Pam Williamson, Assistant Director of the Southeast ADA Center. Listening audience, if you have any questions about the Americans with Disabilities Act, you can use the online form anytime at adalive.org or call the Southeast ADA Center at 404-541-9001. All calls are free and confidential. The Southeast ADA Center is part of the ADA National Network, a group of 10 regional centers that inform people about their rights and responsibilities under the Americans with Disabilities Act, also known as the ADA. The ADA National Network was created in 1991, soon after the ADA was passed on July 26, 1990. In this episode, in celebration of the 33rd ADA anniversary, we will discuss the important role of the ADA National Network and the 10 regional ADA centers across the United States. We'll explain the work we do and why it's so important. We will also discuss how the network supports the unique role the National Institute on Disability, Independent Living and Rehabilitation Research has in rehabilitation research and how the research leads to the long-term outcomes of independence, community participation and employment of people with disabilities. Our guest for this episode is Shelley Reeves. Ms. Reeves is the ADA National Network Program Coordinator and Section 21 Program Coordinator for the National Institute on Disability, Independent Living, and Rehabilitation Research. We know that the organization name is a long one and it's hard to understand, so the ADA centers abbreviate the name and call it NIDLR, which is spelled N-I-D-I-L-R-R. We will be saying the organization name is NIDLR throughout this episode. And Shelly, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Well, we asked you to be our guest on today's podcast to talk about the ADA National Network funding by Nidler. So what is the ADA National Network and why was it created? Sure. Thanks for that question. Well, the ADA uh, National Network is a network of 10 regional centers that are located in one in each of the 10 federal regions. And the ADA regional centers provide training, technical assistance, and disseminate information on the Americans with Disabilities Act. And what is your role with the ADA National Network and NIDLR? How does NIDLR help promote the ADA awareness and education? Well, my role with the program is uh, to coordinate the program, stay in contact with all of the regional centers and and the work that they are doing, and also kind of help direct the the program as it evolves uh, throughout the years. As you mentioned, we have been funding the program since the early 90s, starting back in 1991. And uh, I guess what I should 
maybe first stop and do and tell you, just tell you just uh, briefly who Nidler is and what we do. We're actually a, a research uh, funding agency. We are part of the uh, Administration for Community Living and the Department of Health and Human Services. And NIDLR, N-I-D-I-L-R-R, our acronym, sponsors research uh, and development that leads to knowledge and, and products that could be used to improve the health, employment, and community living outcomes for people with a range of disability. So you may be wondering, how did uh, Nidler become the home of the uh, ADA National Network program? It really kind of stems back to Nidler's experience in supporting uh, information dissemination and technical assistance on issues related to disability. So back in 1991, Congress provided additional uh, funding to Nidler to support for a technical assistance initiative related to the implementation of the ADA. As you mentioned, it was, the ADA was passed back in 1990 in response to like, congressional directives and the needs expressed by representatives of the disability and business uh, organizations. Nidler was funded to establish a program of, of regional centers. So whole purpose of the sort of regional center network was to to be able to address a wide range of issues related to implementation of the ADA and be a resource for individuals with disabilities and others with responsibilities and rights under the ADA. So we initially were provided with funding back in 91 and have been funding the ADA national network since that time. You know, it's really amazing that the ADA National Network and Nidler have been at this since 1991. And a lot of people don't realize that this technical assistance piece was actually listed in Title V of the ADA. So this is exciting that we're celebrating uh, 32 years of the ADA National Network this year. Absolutely. So how has the focus and purpose of the ADA National Network changed over the last 33 years since the ADA was passed in 1990? Because we started out just as a technical assistance center, teaching people about the ADA and helping them understand their legal rights. But we've also added research to our plate in the past 15 years. Right, right. You're absolutely right. Well, the program, you're right, initially started out you know, solely providing training, technical assistance, and disseminating information on the ADA. And then what we found is that it was going to be really critical to make sure that the ADA National Network program was aligned with the, the mission and purpose of NIDLER more closely aligned with the mission uh, and purpose of NIDLR, and that being in conducting research. So what we did was add a research component to the ADA National Network Program and ask grantees to conduct scientifically-based research and to use evidence-based practices in conducting their work. So in essence, we restructured and strengthened the ADA National Network and 
further enabled program grantees to make significant impacts on disability uh, and rehabilitation outcomes through scientifically-based uh, research, specifically related to, to the ADA. And Shelley, I am one of the ones that was brought into research with a little bit of trepidation because it was not something I had done up until that point. But I must admit that it has been quite a benefit to the ADA centers and really being able to dig in and see how the ADA impacts people uh, on a regular basis and as they go through their daily lives. Absolutely right. Yes. So the four primary goals of the ADA include full participation, equal opportunity, independent living and economic self-sufficiency for people with disabilities. Do you have some specific examples of research or other work that NIDLER and the ADA National Network have done towards these goals? Yes. I mean, we are really proud of the work that the ADA National Network has been doing uh, over these years and is uh, currently involved. We have a range of examples of research activities and other activities that the network has been involved in. Just to give you a sense of uh, the range of research topics that the ADA regional centers have been involved in, we have uh, regional centers that are conducting studies to increase the understanding of ADA implementation among uh, small employers and, and, and finding the best practices in doing that. We have a center that has conducted a study to identify challenges to implementing the ADA for cities uh, and towns. So really looking at some um, some very local issues and how ADA implementation has progressed. Some centers are conducting some studies in the area of workplace accommodations and transition to post-secondary settings. We have other centers that are focused on specific industries, such as the hospitality uh, industry, and looking at ways to assist hotels uh, and restaurants, and increasing and enhancing their uh, accessibility uh, to their uh, places of business. We were very much involved as a, a resource to the community during the pandemic, and we developed a a COVID-19 web portal in response to the pandemic and uh, provided a, a range of information to assist people with disabilities and having accurate information on their rights under ADA and how to apply these rights relative to the pandemic. We even produced uh, specific fact sheets that were helpful in understanding the ADA and face mask policies. There have been a number of you know, things specifically related to, to COVID that I know was a, a real resource uh, to the community. We have a range of training uh, opportunities that are available from the network. We provide uh, an audio conference series that provides information about uh, the ADA and trends in implementation and clients with the ADA. We have an online webinar uh, series and audio conference series that provides training and information on 
accessibility issues. So a, a number of very important resources, research activities, uh, and training information that has all been done by our, our wonderful regional centers. And Shelley, I think that's one of the beauties of the ADA National Network and the, re- the way we're set up with regional centers is that we can all bring strength to the table and do this wide variety of work. And I, you know, I must admit I'm biased because I've been around for a while. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but I am just, it just always amazes me at the depth and breadth of the work that we do. You know, in addition to working within the network itself, you know, Nidler has always encouraged us to work together with disability rights groups and other organizations. Can you give us some examples and the impact that this work has had on the disability community? Oh, sure, sure. I think a great example of how the ADA regional centers work with other disability rights groups and other disability organizations is that each regional center has ties to a state and local organizations uh, in their region. In order to increase the capacity of those state and local organizations to actually provide technical assistance on the ADA, disseminate information on the ADA, and provide training and promote awareness of the ADA. So as I mentioned, uh, each of the regional centers has established at least one affiliate in every state. And these actual, these, these state affiliates carry out their activities in collaboration with coalitions of organizations that are interested in uh, promoting uh, the implementation of the ADA. In addition, uh, I know that the regional centers provide support to and actually collaborate very closely with centers for independent living in each region so that they can increase the capacity of the the centers for independent living to promote successful implementation of the ADA throughout the provision of technical assistance and training. Well, I must admit that one of my favorite things about the way we're set up is the fact we are about capacity building and really to help other groups learn about the ADA and be able to implement it at the both the state and local community levels. Well, Shelley, we thank you for this great information so far. We're ADA Live listening audience. If you have questions about this topic or other ADA Live topics, you may submit your questions online at www.adalive.org or call the Southeast ADA Center at 404-541. 9001. And now a word from the episode sponsor, the ADA National Network. The ADA National Network provides information, guidance, and training on the Americans with Disabilities Act tailored to meet the needs of business, government, and individuals at local, regional, and national levels. The ADA National Network consists of 10 regional ADA centers in the United States, providing local assistance to ensure that the ADA is implemented wherever possible. The ADA National Network is not an enforcement agency but a helpful resource supporting the ADA's mission to make it possible for everyone with a disability to live a life of freedom and equality. All right, welcome back, everyone. I'm Pam Williamson with the Southeast ADA Center. Our guest is Shelley Reeves, the ADA National Network Program Coordinator and Section 21 Program Coordinator for the National Institute on Disability 
Independent Living and Rehabilitation Research, also known as NIDLR. We've been talking about the ADA National Network and the work of the 10 regional centers to answer questions and provide information and resources about rights and responsibilities under the ADA and other disability rights laws. So what are the three or four most common topics that people ask about? I know at our center, we tend to hear a lot about employment and reasonable accommodation, service animals, facility access, and specifically parking and, and housing. So would you agree that those are probably some of the most talked about topics? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. You know, in many instances, you know, the technical assistance even goes beyond those, those particular topic areas. Um, and as I'm sure you know, there's a wide range of topics. So those are uh, some of the more common ones. But really, uh, our, the regional centers uh, provide a range of, of technical assistance. And I would say that today, types of questions that the regional centers receive is even more complex than the type of technical assistance that the regional centers were initially providing. And this is probably a result of really covered entities really seeking to stay current with the growing body of legal precedents, as well as standards and, and policy guidance issued by responsible federal agencies. But, you know, there are still many covered entities and individuals that need information on the most fundamental requirements of the law. So we know that our, our regional centers have to be prepared to provide basic information about the ADA, as well as be able to respond to more uh, complex uh, requests for technical assistance and training. And we're very proud of the fact that our regional centers are, are staffed uh, and equipped to be able to provide that kind of information and technical assistance, as well as training. Well, in addition to these common topics, you know, I know that there are several emerging topics that we're starting to see, such as intersectionality of disability and digital access. Because let's face it, in 1990, when the ADA was passed, you know, the Internet was still in its infancy. And so and technology was you know, not nearly to what the extent that it is today. So what have you seen in these areas or even others that you may think of? One emerging area that I really see the ADA National Network turning towards is being able to address the needs of minority communities and making sure that there's equity across communities uh, and understanding the Americans with Disabilities Act and, and the rights and responsibilities that individuals have. So I would say that is definitely an emerging area. In fact, the uh, regional centers are engaging in a, in, a, in a national effort to provide training and technical assistance and outreach to underserved uh, individuals uh, and helping them understand their rights under the ADA and, and specifically focusing on the needs of Spanish-speaking communities. So that uh, has been an exciting development and expansion and outreach that we are witnessing in the most current uh, cycle. 
Yeah, I'm really excited about our outreach to Spanish-speaking communities uh, and the way that the network has come together to make this such a priority. I, I'm hoping that we're going to continue to see an expansion of our technical assistance and training for, for those underserved groups. So. Absolutely. Now, the 10 regional ADA centers do produce a lot of materials, and we're we use those to teach people about their rights and responsibilities under the ADA and other disability rights laws. And these materials include fact sheets, uh, websites, infographics, webinars, web courses, and more. And they're available on the ADA National Network website at adata.org. How does the ADA National Network decide what topics or areas of interest to focus on when developing these information materials? It's a good question. Yeah, our, our regional centers are, are so well connected with one another, and this makes for great opportunity to uh, discuss across regions uh, emerging trends that they're seeing in terms of their technical assistance needs in their communities, identifying what types of technical assistance or training materials might be needed based on the types of inquiries they are receiving. Our Regional centers get together twice a year uh, to discuss those particular trends and to uh, identify particular topics that are common across all the regions so that they can make a, a good determination about what kinds of uh, additional technical assistance materials and training uh, opportunities are needed uh, across the country. So they, they do a great job of collaborating with one another and identifying common needs uh, across the regions and making decisions about the kinds of technical assistance uh, resources and training opportunities that would be helpful to meet those needs. And again, anyone that's interested in looking at those fact sheets or learning more about the web courses, we encourage you to go to adata.org. Now, Shelley, one of the things that folks may not realize is that Nidler actually developed long-range plan for its work. So, and I know that we're currently wrapping up uh, the current long-range plan and for 2023 and then headed into one for 2024 through 2028. I think I got that right. That's um, correct. And so can you just tell us a little bit about how that process works? Sure, sure. So we're excited as we are in the midst of developing our, our next long-range plan. Uh, Nidler takes public comment from all sectors of the community, find out what's on people's minds and, and what they feel are pressing issues for the disability community. And we have also held several focus groups so that constituents, stakeholders can share concerns, uh, perspectives um, with our NIDLER director in terms of, you know, what they feel might be helpful to, to consider as we are uh, developing our, our next long-range plan. So we are, as I said, in the midst of developing that. That should be out, you know, by the end of the year, and uh, that will be our, our next long-range plan uh, for 2024 through 2024. 28. Well, we encourage folks to actually go look at the Nidler Long Range Plan. The current plan is on their website. 
And then the when it's time for the other one to be released, it will also be on the website. So we encourage Correct. you to take a look at it and see where Nylers has gone before. And hopefully we'll be able to see where they're going soon. So, well, Shelly, you've shared a lot of wonderful information with us today and uh, about the work of Nidler and the ADA National Network. Do you have any final thoughts to share with us before we wrap up? Well, I just encourage you, uh, everyone, to uh, please visit the uh, ADA National Network website, uh, adata.org, and make use of the the many resources uh, and training opportunities uh, of the network and get in touch with the the regional center that's serving uh, your area. They are a, a great resource and available to provide training and technical assistance on the ADA. Uh, I think that, that you will find the information that's available through, through your regional center to be very helpful. And I just encourage you to stay in contact with the ADA National Network. Well, thank you, Shelley. We appreciate all of your information that you've shared today. And listeners, we thank you for joining us for this episode celebrating the 33rd anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. While we have a long way to go to achieve full equality for people with disabilities, we do recognize how far we've come in the past 33 years. So thank you for joining us for this episode. And you can access all ADA Live episodes with archived audio, accessible transcripts, and resources on our website at adalive.org. You may also listen to the SoundCloud ADA Live channel at soundcloud.com forward slash ADA Live, and then download ADA Live to your mobile device and your podcast app by searching for ADA Live. If you have questions about the Americans with Disabilities Act, please use the online form anytime at adalive.org or contact your regional center at 1-800-949-4232. All calls are free and confidential. ADA Live is a program of the Southeast ADA Center, the Burton Blatt Institute at Syracuse University, and a collaboration with the Disability Inclusive Employment Policy Rehabilitation Research and Training Center. Our producer is Celestia Orazda with Cherie Hoffman, Mary Mortar, Marsha Schwanke, Chase Coleman, and Barry Whaley. Our music is from Four Wheel City, the Movement for Improvement. We also invite you to tune in to our companion podcast, Disability Rights Today, for an in-depth discussion on important court cases that shape disability rights and the Americans with Disabilities Act. Learn more and listen at disabilityrightstoday.org. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode. Stars, oh, yeah.